Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Coffee Run Live episode 479. Niner. So excited to speak with you this morning about all the fabulous things. But first, to our weather report, I've got to tell you, I love this morning. It's actually really beautiful, it's lovely and warm, and I get to wear my glorious summer clothes, and I'm excited to start to see um, some muscular activity, which is very fun. Hey, Linda, welcome to, I keep feeling like it's Wednesday, but it's actually only Tuesday. So welcome to Tuesday. What we are talking about today is all of the things that happen in your online business. And there's different kind of, the way I see it, there's almost like kind of different growth stages that we go through that require you to show up in different ways and require you to have a look at some different things. So what I, I was actually just talking to a lovely client and friend of mine who is going to become part of my team. I'm so excited. And we were talking about the things that I've been finding a bit challenging uh, around building this online business. So uh, I've been doing this for 10 years, right? So we're, we're not just brand new. I've got to read a couple of books on building and growing your business. And I, I talk all the time, obviously, about showing up online and being present and being consistent and creating content. And I made an admission to her. I said, oh, look, I've got to tell you, I haven't written a blog for about a month. I've gone, don't tell anyone. I feel this deep, I'm joking, but not joking. Like I kind of feel like this deep sense of shame because I'm like, uh, you know, I, I know that there is so much to be said and so much to be shared. And I, it's something that I haven't, I haven't prioritized writing a blog for probably about a month. And I feel really bad about that. We've had a whole bunch of stuff, right? And I, I've got a small team at the moment of, of different people that do different things. So I've got my my finances are taken care of. I've got some things that, have, that I get a virtual assistant to do, which we'll talk about. I wanted to have a personal assistant. I wanted to have a graphic designer. Like I, I've, I've had salespeople. I've had all of the all of the things that you could possibly imagine to 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 get this business to the point where it got to going back a few years ago and then the shit hit the fan so i had um a a really shitful time with some really not very nice people who tried to destroy my business from the inside out and it took a, a lot of uh healing it took a lot of uh, introspection and i was really inspired slash triggered by a thing that came out over the weekend that I read. And it was talking about this lady who's done this amazing launch, um, done things really well. And I was like, oh man, there is so much capacity here. This sounds like a lot what I was kind of like building towards and doing going back, um, you know, four or five, four or five years ago, even three years ago, uh, before the shit hit the fan. And it was kind of like, I've, I've really been, I, I've, I've scaled everything right back, right? So the, the really interesting thing is that I, I, I crunched my numbers going back a few years ago. And there's a difference between, as you, like, I know that you know this, but I'm just going to spell it out because I was a bit slow to the party. There is a difference between revenue and there is a difference between uh, what you retain. So revenue and profit, two very different things. 
So I was running a million dollar a year business. It was fantastic. It was amazing. It was awesome. I had all these people. Hey, Maria. I had all of these, um, I had heaps of staff. I had heaps of clients coming through. I had a big, massive fucking tax bill, which I know is, you know, it's a, it's a great problem to have. But I hadn't been very good at uh, managing that money, right? And I, and I guess for me, what I, what I really looked at is that I can be making, I can be turning over uh, 80, 90 grand a month and really only walking away with not a huge, not much in terms of net profit. And it made no sense because then I looked at it, I'm like, well, I'm paying out this, I'm paying out this, I'm paying out this, I'm paying out this. This makes no fucking sense. This makes no sense. I can scale the business right back and instead of making a million dollars a year, I can probably sit on 200, like quarter of a million a year, 250 grand a year and have more money left in my pocket than what I would at a million a year. I can still reach the same people in terms of like my free content and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm not, I may not have the volume of clients, but I've got the all of the things are going out. And it really made me go back and look, well, you know what, we, I, if, if money is not the only thing, but money's a really good indicator because nobody wants to work for free. It doesn't make any sense. So I ran my numbers and for the last couple of years, I've been running on a pretty much a skeleton team. I've been running on uh, trying to do everything, <laughs> doing a lot of things myself, which is great. I've still got my VA, I've still got my bookkeeper and I've got my graphic designer who does some things. And so the thing that I really started to look at was, all right, if I'm you know, what I'm really passionate about is doing this kind of thing. I am so passionate about helping you people, help, helping you people. Uh, God, you like, felt like I was getting a bit sermony there. I'm really passionate about helping you guys. I'm really passionate about delivering the stuff that I know. And I freaking love it. I love coming up with new creative ways of being able to get you out of your own comfort zone to be, for you to be able to get yourself out there. And I'm like, I just want to free up my time. But I was getting bogged down, and I, and even up until last week, getting bogged down in uh, different things that are most definitely not my zone of genius. And it's a really cool thing that I can do where like I can I can put my fingers inside your brain and kind of unlock different things that you can use to be able to then go and put out for as content and and inspire and motivate your people and and do these amazing things. So that's you know really cool. But I was getting found myself getting really frustrated with some of the things that just take so much freaking time that were taking me away from you. So on Sunday I was like, and I was prompted by an article that I read. And so Sunday and yesterday, I'm like, fuck this shit. All right, what do I need to outsource? And I know that this is a question that I get a lot. Do I need to do all of the things? Do you, And this is what you might ask me. Do I have to do all of my social media? Well, the answer is yes and no, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll clarify and I'll quantify this because there's different things that you can get your virtual assistant to do that is not in, does not include creating content. Now, if you are committed to investing in your social media growth in order to grow your business, to reach your clients that you, that you want to be able to work with, and you're looking at it, I'm just going to pull up my 
bits and pieces for a second because I looked like I was looked like I was naked. I think nearly dipped behind the screen. Not naked, very clothed. And if if you are really committed to to looking at social media as an investment strategy in your visibility growth that you can leverage and make money from, then you need to treat it such as that. If you were going to go and do a, a, a full double page spread, good morning, Chrissy, in an industry leading magazine in your world, in, in whatever industry you happen to be in, if you were going to go and do a two page spread, or if you were going to go and spend money on social media doing, uh, sorry, not social media, uh, mainstream media, traditional media, such as a newspaper, or if you were going to go and do a big, um, advertising campaign on television, right, traditional television, then you would not go, oh, let's just go and do this thing and, you know, let's just see what happens. It'll be fine, right? Whereas people are really thinking about social media as a, we're just going to try this and they, they don't look at it as an investment in their future. And that is really what you need to think about when you are creating content and when you're putting something out there and when you're growing your visibility. It is an investment in your future. So let's assume that you're on board with that because that would be fucking amazing. So tick that box. We're on board with investing in our future, in your future success and your future clients actually as well. So we've got that going. Awesome. The next thing that you need to have a really big think about is, all right, if I'm going to be investing this time and energy into growing this thing, then it makes sense for it to be you who is showing up online, right? Because you can't, I, I couldn't put a stand in and have my son, my daughter, my PA, my virtual assistant, my whatever, my CEO, anyone. I couldn't have them sitting on this seat delivering the content to you that I would normally deliver because then you would want to buy their stuff versus my stuff. Like it doesn't make sense. So it has to be you. But this is where uh, it becomes really, I think, necessary to make some smart decisions around what you're actually doing. So here's what you're going to do. You want to have a look at what are the income producing activities in your business that you need to do. So your live streams, your blog writing, your content creation are revenue generating activities in your business that you do need to do. You can't outsource that stuff, but you can outsource the dissemination of all of that. Good morning, Chris. How are you? So if you go and create one piece of content, so for instance, your live stream or a blog or something like that, that's maybe a, you know, a good few, maybe three paragraphs long, you can then get your virtual assistant or a PA or, or an intern or, or an admin, someone, whoever you've got, that you can get a child, <laughs> if, if, they're, if, if they're of age, of an age that can, can do this, then you can say to them, look, here's this piece of content. I need you to break that up for me and do some different things with it and then go put that out on the internet right? You can let someone do that. Now, to me, that is not some, that's not outsourcing your content creation. That is outsourcing the dissemination of your content, which is really freaking smart, right? That's a really smart move. A, a not smart move would be to say outsource or buy a white label piece of content, buy white label content and say, go and put that out as me. That's really uncool because you're, it, it's just, it's not going it, to, it's not going to have your personality, your style, your wit, your sass, uh, your fabulousness rippling through everything that you're doing. Okay. 
So that's, that's that side of things. I think the other thing that you can have a look at is what is causing you, what's, what's causing you kind of like, I'm, I'm like kinks in your, kinks in the hose, right? So what that, what I'm thinking about with that is like, if I'm going through my day, I'm doing this. The thing that really frustrates me is like, we'll get off here. And then I'm like, okay, I've got to go and email it out to my database. I've got to go and put it over on the, on YouTube and Vimeo and LinkedIn and Instagram. So I'm like, that doesn't have to be me that does that. I can pay someone, maybe a, a virtual assistant, this is what, what they're really, really awesome for, pay them $15, $20 an hour to go and put that all over the place every day. So when we finish here, this gets put onto YouTube, Vimeo, LinkedIn, Instagram, Instagram TV. Um, where else does it go? Uh, oh, it goes into audio in SoundCloud and then iTunes and like in all of the places. I used to do that. I do not do that anymore because that is not a good use of my time. So that would usually typically take me a good 45 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour to go and do all of that. And if I go and pay someone 20 bucks, let's say it's $20 an hour to go and do all of that, I just gained a whole hour back that I can either use to write a blog, I can use that to make some sales, I can use that to coach some people, I can use that to create a new free tool, I can use that to go and hang down by the river or hang out with my kids. You know, we've really got to get better at thinking more strategically about what is the best use of your time. So the things that I would be looking for are what are, are the bottleneck is what I was looking for, not the hose kink. What are creating bottlenecks in your in your energy and throughout your day? And then they're, they're the things that if you think, all right, do I have to do this? Is this income producing? Does this have to be me? And if it doesn't, then you can either create a wish list of someone to do all of that for you. So what's really fun is I, I've had these ideas of like things that I would really love to do. And I'm just like, I don't even know who I would get to help me do this. And then as soon as I'm like, yeah, that's where I want to go, then the right people come in all the time. And I've now got, there's a, a virtual assistant I've got, I've got an online business manager, which I think is what we're going to call the, this, the official title for this person, which I'm really excited about. Um, I've got the person that manages my finances. I've got my graphic design team. So I've got all of the people now so that really all I need to do is to be able to show up and, and share the things that I'm really excited about sharing. Does that make sense, you guys? Can you please let me know? Let me know that this makes sense because I think that this is really important. The thing that I, one of the great examples that I'll talk about um, a fair bit over the years has been, oh, hey, Carmen, awesome, has been I, I hired a lady called Bev going back in 2013 to feed me, to look after my children, to do my um, busy stuff. She was like a PA slash nanny slash housekeeper. That was what I really needed her to do. And it, that cost me about $750 a week to hire her. And she worked for me. It was maybe 30 hours. I don't actually, actually, I can't even remember. But she would work anywhere from 25 to 30 hours a week for me. And what that gave me back was about eight hours of productive work time that I could use. I could either do something else with that time if I wanted. But I was like, that just gives me a free run at the days so that I can 
make more sales, help more people, do more content, do more of the stuff that I really, really love to do. And it also meant that when I got time to hang out with my family, that I wasn't then worrying about the washing or the washing of floors or the folding or emptying the fucking dishwasher or any of that. We all just got to hang out and have good, you know, really good quality time and we're able to play and, and my kids were little back then. So that was what was needed. It was the best investment in me and my business that I could possibly have made, but I was vomiting. I'm like, holy shit. Let's say it was, um, I don't know, let's say it was 750 a week. So it's three grand a month. So it's 36, 36, it was about 40 grand a year, right? So it's $40,000 a year that I was paying for for someone to help me at home and, and do all of the things. I was really scared because I knew that she was very reliant on 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 me and, and my business to produce enough income to be able to pay her. I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to sustain it. I was really worried that I would not use the time smartly. So I had all of these fears kind of kicking in and it was really interesting because I'm like, well... You know, I would I would spend that on mentoring in a in a heartbeat. But, you know, back then it was like that was cheap mentoring back then. Uh, I would I would invest in mentoring back then, where I didn't have someone helping me with you know the the household chores and things. So for me, it's really interesting what we what we place value on and what we think is reasonable and what we think is fair. And and I think that one of the big things that you can do is really sit down and go, all right. What are creating bottlenecks? Who else can you get to help you? Who else can you get, who else can you bring in? And it might even be for an hour a day that you hire a virtual assistant, 20 bucks a day, it's $100 a week, 400 bucks a month, and that might actually buy you uh, a whole bunch of freedom for you to be able to really leverage your thinking, for you to be able to focus on working on the business not just in the business all the time. Because if all we're ever doing is working in the business, we end up very reactionary. Our creativity tends to get stifled and we don't usually and, and often get to do the things that really light us up. So what can you outsource? Pretty much everything. The things that you should not outsource is your content creation. However, you can outsource, and I'd strongly encourage you to do it, to, uh, to outsource your content dissemination. So how you're putting that out there, how you're sharing it, how it's being repurposed. Get someone else to do that shit. You don't need to do that. Unless that's, unless that's your zone of genius, then of course, you know, go ahead and do it. For re and you can start really small. What I love about the virtual assistants, whether they're, um, whether they're based in your country or whether they're offshore, like if they're in a, in a, in a different country to us, um, I think my, my virtual assistant is based in the Philippines. And what's really, really awesome about this is that they love doing the work. They I hire them through an agency, so I don't have the I don't have to deal with how they get paid or or anything like that. And and I get matched, like we get matched together. So we get the skill fit, we get the personality fit, and it all just is amazing. So I think that's really smart. Content dissemination should be done by someone else. I don't think that that should be you. Um, but it does require an investment in you creating really great content. It, it, it's, there is an investment that is needed. And if you really want to, in terms of time and sometimes financially, 
it's really, really important that you are able to have, um, like that you've got your structure. I'm just putting the link in there that you've got your structure for what you're going to talk about because you do want to be on message and you do want to be able to share really great, valuable things often and all the time with your audience that they can then go and share and put out there. So here's the things to consider following on from today's live. Number one, uh, how are you thinking about, are you thinking about social media from a place of I am investing in this medium to cultivate and create the future that I want, to be able to connect with my future clients. Because if you're not, you need to shift that. The second thing that you've got to shift your thinking, or telling you, that you want to be thinking about is making sure that you're thinking about the return on investment that you could get from a virtual assistant, for instance, or hiring someone to help you. If, like people hiring, if you've if you've got a um, if you've got a physiotherapist, physiotherapist practice, you are likely going to hire an admin team, right? If you've got a cafe, you're probably going to hire someone to take money while somebody else makes coffee. Like you're investing, you have to invest in staff to be able to give the customers what it is that they want. This is the same type of thing. So, what kind of return on investment are you getting? Sometimes that return does not come in the form of financial return. It might come back in time. So something that's really valuable to me is hanging out with my family. So if I've got somebody else doing ABC while, and that gives me back an hour, that might give me back an hour to go hang out with my kids, which is important. The third thing to think, so number one, are you looking at social media with a view of it being an investment? Number two, what could be the return on investment that you get from bringing on people to be part of your team? Number three was what creates the bottlenecks in your day that you can alleviate? Because if, you, if you're finding yourself getting frustrated or things are taking a really long time, there is likely other people out there that love doing that stuff and you can be like, handball straight over to them. And then it's just about finding the right people that you can bring on. So who, who is it that it's actually going to be? So they are, they one, two, three, four things that you can think about when it comes to outsourcing, being more, not just even, it's not even about being more productive. It's just being about thinking about and treating this business like, uh, like it's like it's a proper, like a proper business for want of a better word. Hey, Joe, good morning. So nice to see you, Jojo. Uh, so that's what I want you to think about. Those four things. If you have any questions about anything, please, by all means, reach out. Let me know. I would love to help you. Otherwise, you know what you need to do. Get out there. Go help some people. Have a whole ton of fun doing it. And remember, the world is ready for your brand of awesome. Have a fabulous Tuesday. And if I don't see you before, I will see you tomorrow.